everybody. My name's Chris. I'm here with my friend Zach. How are you, Zach? I'm doing great. He's doing pretty good. I'm glad to hear it. We have a very exciting episode for you today. I could have made a very obvious pun there, but I'm going to hold off um, because it was too easy, too low-hanging fruit. And uh, I like to I like to climb for my fruit-related puns, I guess. But yeah, anyways, today oh, we so are. You t- want to try that one again? <laughs> Holy crap, dude! Redo that the one heck? real quick. I'm really tired. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> today we are talking about our good friend, Mr. Terrific, um, who I think is he's not like very widely out there. He's more involved in the comics, so it's one of those that like if you're a DC Comics reader, you're much more familiar with him than if you like consume other types of DC media. But he's a pretty significant character. You know, he pops up in pretty important points, so we're going to talk about him today. Um, yeah, we're going to be hopping around the multiverse a little bit today, not too much. Visiting the dark multiverse because we try to every chance we can, because uh, stuff is super crazy weird there and dark and interesting. And there's a lot of people, sometimes me, that say that some of DC's best material comes out of that stuff. I don't always agree, but sometimes I do. Uh, but I think before we get into that, is there anything you're reading there, Zachary? Anything you anything you want to discuss that's on the brain? Any, uh, any so lines of or panels that are burned into your recent memory? It sounds like something is for you, but we'll go. I guess we'll go with me first. Um, <laughs> I've been reading really two books. I'm still kicking at the uh, milestone. At milestone, I just got to like the zombie story and i'm just trying to figure that out it's it's very strange very weird i think like the first couple of panels had like fro- a bunch of frogs giving a like a prophecy but all the frogs had teeth which was weird Ooh. and they were smiling and i'm like i don't like this um yeah, that's freaky yep and then i am also reading the big omnibus of the annihilation event Woo! which what which i think is which i Personally, feel is what put the cosmic side of the of DC. Holy shit, Marvel. Dear back, Lord. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> back on the spotlight because yeah. before that nobody cared. So and then That's I also fair. been reading volume two of Lore Olympus, which mm. is my favorite webtoon of all time because it also again it was a webtoon and now it is a they're gonna have at least currently three volumes of graphic novels like that's amazing wow. i that's I don't impressive. Even, and they're still going on webtoon i think they just had like their season two finale that's awesome so i love to see it when a series starts from like humble beginnings and then they graduate to something cool but they still keep the thing that was initially exciting and good for their fan base going i think that's I mean, really admirable i think it's it's my only favorite romance book ever oh. the only reason it's my favorite is because it has to do with the greek gods <laughs> of course yeah you do love you some greek gods <laughs> and then but it's funny because it's like because at first it was like when i heard about it i was like this isn't gonna be good because it's the greek gods it's gonna take place in ancient greece and it's like mm-hmm. well no for the for the for the gods perspective it's modern it's like our modern day right but if they go to the human world it's ancient greece like right that's so to see like you just seen like Hades driving a car through the underworld, the city <laughs> of the underworld. I'm like, what? That's super cool. Every time I think of Hades, I can't help but think of uh, the Disney Hercules version, just because yes. I love that representation. Well, it's um, funny because they have um 
it's funny because I'm like, oh, him and his dog Cerberus. It's like, yes, yeah, Cerberus and Floofy and Fluffy, and he's got so many dogs. <laughs> That's what? True. He does. He it's got does. so many dogs, and I also love it how it's like it is a love story between him and Persephone. It's not the ancient one of the tales of uh, Zeus basically said to Hades, "Yeah, you can have Persephone you want." He came up, took her, and went back, and then mm. because it's like, no, she wants to be there. Yeah. We also don't talk about age, I guess, only because they're gods, so whatever. Yeah, at that point, it's it's not even just a number. It's just a, a construct that they created, technically, if you think about it. So Exactly. So It's interesting. That, that, yeah, that's so what cool. I've been reading. What have I you like been it. reading? I have been reading Primortals, and god damn, is it such a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, Shouldn't even be a guilty pleasure, my guy. As, like the only reason it's a guilty pleasure is because it's just super cheesy and very campy at some points. But honestly, even that, I'm just kind of like, eh, I like it, you know, and for the times and everything when it was created. But once again, that's the series that I couldn't stop talking about. I think last episode uh, between Isaac Asimov and Leonard Nimoy. So it was is from Leonard Nimoy with concepts by Isaac Asimov. Um, so it, I don't know. It's really cool because it has a very distinct style for the way that the aliens are drawn i really appreciate the creativity it kind of reminds me of like the variation that you would get in the green lantern core like there's a lot of different types of aliens that you see and of course they're crazy off the walls because you know at this point i feel like a lot of the a lot of times we see aliens and they typically have the same amount of limbs as we do simply because it's easier to do that or bring it to the big screen or whatever so a lot of the times when people go crazy in comic books or other media i like that uh, but it deals with some interesting questions, actually, sort of like uh, the time that it was made in addition to like first alien contact and that alien contact bringing a bunch of baggage with a civil war with it and fleeing and like asking sort of like questions about refugees and also asking questions about like, do we want to take part in this or how would we initially deal with this as people in this time? Um, so I don't know. It's cool. It's It's interesting to see the projections of two very brilliant men and what could have happened if this were to happen in that time that it was made or potentially even in the future. Cause they, you know, sort of like there were some questions around like that, but it's awesome. It's got the really high saturation, those deep, thick shading lines. Like it's just classic comics and I could not be happier reading it. I'm almost the entire way through the first volume. So then I will probably spend the rest of my bank account to buy volume two. So it'll be great. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> well, I hope not. No, no, it's, it's all jokes, but it's exciting nonetheless. So now that we had a very terrific intro, let's jump into Mr. Terrific, uh, starting with the very first one who is named Terrence Sloan. There's been a couple of Mr. Terrifics. This is the very first. This is the original one. So the very first Mr. Terrific, uh, we'll call him Terry just because it's easier than Terrence. He was a child prodigy. He graduated from high school at age 11 and college at age 12. And soon after, he becomes an award-winning athlete, a businessman, and he amasses himself a small fortune. And that fortune very steadily grows because he's a genius. Uh, but because of his constant success, he was depressed since there did not seem to be any challenges left for him. So one night, he saved a woman named Wanda Wilson from jumping off a bridge when he was contemplating it himself and learned that her brother had fallen in with a gang leader named Big Shot. Now sort of like with a new purpose or a new thing to accomplish, Terrence uses his intellect and skills to drive them out of town, and he is able to clear Wanda's name when she was framed for the murder of Jason Bleak's rich uncle, who was a member of the gang. Now, the with Terrence Sloan, this, when the comic books 
So when he was first introduced as Mr. Terrific, we were dealing with a lot of like one shot in comic books. This is a point where like we had teams, but more often than not, there weren't like big events. We were still establishing the universe. We were making sure that like heroes were able like early. I don't remember. Well, there's like the 40s. Yeah, probably around there. Early 40s. So this is like original, original. Um, but we're still like dealing with small stories, like cats stuck in trees, helping old ladies cross the road, like stereotypical stuff like that is actually happening. So we try to hit the ones that are important and like the big highlights of his career. Um, and there is a couple times that he has a couple issues string together. But for the most part, that's what you're going to hear for this Mr. Terrific. And then once we get to the next one, he has it's a little bit more of an expanded universe. So there's a little bit more to talk about. But soon after clearing her name from the murder of Bleak's uncle, Mr. Terrific was actually asked to sell war bonds on a radio show, which also dates this comic book. Uh, but unknown to Terry, it was started thanks to a letter writing campaign by Skinny McSlug's gang. And Good on the Lord, sh- what that what a name. Yeah, I was about to say there's every now and then you're going to hear little pieces of information that's like, oh, yeah, this is an old comic book. Uh, but on the show, he would demonstrate his various talents and inspire people to buy bonds for the war. But it was actually a ruse to keep him in one place while the gang committed heists. However, Terry figures out their plan fairly quickly and replaces himself with three prodigies in boxing, science and music to play him while he tracks down the gang and catches them red handed. Uh, Later in his career, he's working on tracking down a different gang called the Mullins Gang when he was pulled into the year 7532 by a futuristic science council. They explain that 100 years before pulling him into the future, there's a planet that would enter the solar system and with its gravitational pull, it will rip the Earth apart. So this is when it starts to get kind of big. And there's also something here that I want to mention after I say this last line. But. The thing that prevented the Earth from being pulled apart initially in the timeline, it was prevented by someone called the Coordinator. However, the time stream had sort of been like altered because the Coordinator had been captured by a tyrant called Black Barracks, and the Council the Council needed his help since his intellect could help him either find the Coordinator or stop the solar system from absolutely destroying Earth. So the funny uh... thing is, um, at the end of this whole shebang with Mr. Terrific saving the universe, he actually meets the next version of Mr. Terrific that we talk about. So, and funnily enough, that next version of Mr. Terrific is black and they make it a point in this comic book for the, at the time, current Mr. Terrific, Terry Sloan, to see that a black man has taken his place and he has the response, oh, I'm glad to see that things have sort of equaled out a little bit. Um, So I did want to like talk about that a little bit. I was so what I was gonna say is of course they're not gonna have him go what the fuck like yeah exactly hello it's supposed to be like yes it's a man of great intellect you would think he's progressive you know but but also like at the time it probably would have been like okay I guess but still like they're not gonna they're not gonna have it's a very quick thing too and I'm gonna talk about here in just a second but. After hearing all this new extra information, instead of solving the problem for the council, Terry actually takes a different approach, and he finds where Black Barracks is hiding. And coincidentally, it's over an inactive volcano. So Mr. Terrific is able to reactivate it with an explosion. I think he actually just throws a couple sticks of dynamite in it, um, and he's able to scare Barracks into handing the coordinator back over to the council. 
Okay. Uh, which I think is probably the most early age comic book thing I've ever heard in my life. It's so great. So soon after Black Barracks returns from the future and claims to be on Mr. Terrific's side. So Mr. Terrific enters the time cube, which is the device allowing him to travel through time. And this is when he meets Hawkgirl 2 and AKA Mr. Terrific 2, essentially Michael Holt, who we're talking about in a second. So Terry learns his successor would lead the JSA one day and is pleased. That's the whole thing we were just talking about. And during his sort of escapade with this, he helps the freedom fighters fight against barracks because black barracks goes through something in the future where he is sort of reverted to an anti-hero slash good guy. But then it seems that there was either another version of him or another villain that takes up his mantle just as barracks. Um, and so they're sort of teaming up to fight this just barracks specifically, not black barracks. Um, still confusing, even though it's early comic books. Uh, and they are able to stop barracks, uh, stop him. Mr. Terrific is able to stop him by lying and saying that he himself is a version of barracks from the past. And he threatens to shoot himself in the head. So he's like, if I kill myself, you'll never exist. And none of this will ever happen. And it's like a very sort of like, ha ha, got you type ruse. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it works, which is even crazier. Uh, He falls for the ploy and he retreats back (sighs) to his own timeline. So Black Barracks and Barracks are just kind of like classic old timey, twirl your mustache put the put the dame on a railroad tracks type thing except with time travel and superhero stuff and as soon as like their potential layer gets blown up or they're like oh i might die they retreat back into ether so yes i think that's yes. really it's a, let's a very have, one-dimensional villain <laughs> let's have our genius man fight somebody from the future yeah. and then also fight a different work with a different version of said person who may or may not be the same person what yeah it's this like is some, such 40s some, bullshit. Some Black Beetle stuff going on right here, for real. Um, so I'm Not Black Beetle, more like Kang. That's true. Yeah, maybe it is closer to Kang. But after solving some conflicts for some time, once again, sort of the one-shots, helping old ladies across the road, that type of stuff, Mr. Terrific takes a break after convincing five of his old friends from his club men's league. Not totally sure what that is. Um, they were actually similar to him. They were being bored of a life of, of success, but instead of turning to heroism, they turn to crime. So Mr. Terrific is able to stop them when they try to rob a gold mine. And he is able to explain their situation to a judge and use like clever wordplay to get them a pardon as long as they work for the police and sort of take his place. So after fully retiring as a superhero and becoming a literature teacher at Gateway University, Terry is forced to put the suit on again after an old enemy of his, the Spirit King, returns to steal some sort of device from the university's science wing. Spirit King actually gets the drop on Terrific as he shows up to the science wing and is able to strangle him to death. And in the afterlife, Mr. Terrific was able to befriend Starman 7 and was briefly summoned as a spirit to help Thunderbolt, who was being attacked by a gang of ghosts. And after successfully helping him, Terrific and the other spirits summoned with him disappear back into the ether, which I think is really interesting. There is a moment in Michael Holt's Mr. Terrific, who Zach's going to talk about here in just a second, where the original Mr. Terrific does come back. I did see a panel of it briefly on my research. Um, unfortunately, something pulled me away from the computer, and I wasn't able to keep looking into that, but I'm sort of I remembering think that in my mind right now. And I think I think it was when they were, when he was traveling. Was, so in, it is Rebirth, I believe. Is it Rebirth? Um, okay, then I'm It's Rebirth, I believe. 
I, I actually no, it's not rebirth. I don't I don't believe it's rebirth. It's well, I don't know. It, it could have been. I think no, I think it is because they said I remember they they were trying to fight the Legion of Doom and they sent a group of them to the future and by future I mean the Justice League Alpha future. Oh wow. Yeah, and then they some of them went back in time to the JSA past even though they've never heard of them before so it's like how have we never heard of you but you yet you exist and it's like oh basically it comes down to dr manhattan being a prick yeah so um but yeah what I he think does what, i think that i think that's what you're talking i think that might be what you're talking about all right it might be i'll look into it a little bit more all right michael holt the one that most of you know from excuse me from the uh justice league unlimited show Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the guy, or if you watch the Arrowverse, he's in Arrow. Um, oh, is he really? Yep. I need to watch more Arrow, I guess. Yes. Um, and it's funny because some people like his literally his mask is just a T on his face. How has nobody noticed it? Because the T isn't just a T. It actually has technology in it that like scrambles his face from like pictures and stuff. Yeah. Even from sense. memories too. Yeah. When you try to remember his cool. face, you, it's going to be very ambiguous of a face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this man thought of everything. This man is not an idiot. <laughs> Come he's on. Mr. Terrific. I mean, he's described as having a natural aptitude for natural aptitudes. So, like, he's he's literally just like, if there's, <laughs> which is, I, it's a ridiculous <laughs> statement, but it it gets across the point that like, if there's anything new or complicated that you teach him, he can pick it up in like a matter of minutes. But I do love that that's saying. Shittier than, that's shittier than trying to explain Taskmaster's powers. Yeah, I know, right? It's so bad, but it also like expresses him perfectly somehow, and I think it's kind of great. I think I, so. I'm sorry, but that sounds like they were trying to uh, superfy ASD yes. in some compassion. <laughs> ASD, ADHD. Yeah, it sounds a little like bit of both. Something. Yeah. That's what it sounds starting to sound like to me. Interesting. I mean. Unless he's going to be like Mr. Fantastic and self-diagnose himself. Right. Self-diagnose with something. Self-diagnose himself. Yes. That was an oxymoron. That was uh, unneeded of a sentence, but... Yeah. It's, whatever. it's like... Um, what is it? Irrelevant. Not, not yeah. irrelevant. Oh, there's a word like irrelevant or irrelevant. There's a word like that where like, it means the same thing, but they both mean the same thing. He has yes. a natural aptitude for natural aptitudes. Michael Holt, everybody. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> so similar to Terry, he was Michael was a prodigy at an early age and was known as one of the smartest men on Earth when he reached adulthood. He was married soon after, but his wife and unborn son were killed, which inspired him to help others. And this soon he found his own company, Holt Industries, alongside Wayne Enterprises mm-hmm. uh, and Cord Industries and, you know. Whatever. All the superhero industries. I mean, listen, you got to fund, you got to f- somehow, f- you have to both fund your superhero operation while also lying to your board, <laughs> while lying to your shareholders, and yep. somehow it all goes under the radar. Like, the the fact that nobody has truly noticed that Bruce Wayne is Batman just by looking, <laughs> like, I like, and I know people are like, yeah, but they did that in Dark, Dark Knight, in the Batman Begins or whatever. It's like, yes. However, I have yet to see that in the comics. Yeah. Of somebody walking to up to Bruce like Wayne and going, you're Batman. He's like, what do you think is going to happen to you if you try to leak that to the world? Even if yeah. you're wrong, what do you think is going to happen to you? And it's like, yeah, exactly. Shit. Um, <laughs> Your plan so, is to blackmail this person? Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Who is both, who is allegedly a, a scary superhero? 
beats people in the yeah. middle of the night with his fists. You really want to try and dig up dirt on this guy? Go for it, man. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> Bye. Um, so Michael made his official debut as Mr. Terrific when a terrorist cell known as Prodigy, uh, I guess Prodigy was doing something, and he found himself not only, and Michael found himself not only fighting the cell, but at odds with Colonel Andrew Lincoln, and the Blackhawks, who believe his advanced technology should be government-controlled. Yeah. I don't like the Blackhawks being kind of antagonistic, but whatever. Uh, if you don't know who the Blackhawks are, please fix that. Because Super cool. Because they are the best fictional World War II fighters, I think, ever in existence. Of, oh, yeah. Like, uh, we don't talk about the, the new and improved Blackhawks, but <laughs> Chris knows what I'm talking about. Don't get me started. Don't get, I like fully agree with you on this. But you we know, agree on a lot of stuff. I will I will die on this hill with you, my friend. Like, the listener. Uh, stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> soon after so soon after Michael discovered his new love interest Karen Starr had been breaking into whole industries and stealing technology from him to create a quantum tunnel. For whatever reason. Yep. Throw quantum in front of everything, and you got you got all sorts of cool stuff. Yes. Um, he recalibrated his security to notify him when she broke in next time, and he followed her through a rift she created, finding Earth 2 in the process. Yeah. What the fuck? A really shitty thing to find. Oh, which is so funny to me, because I remember, I remember, like, when, uh, Dark Knight's Metal started, Mm -hmm. and Batman was talking to Michael Holt, I was like, no, this man is in Earth 2. Why are you talking to him? And he's like, yeah, you know, me being a spy on Earth 2, you know, like you asked me to, Batman. I'm like, mm-hmm. excuse me? Uh, yeah. Once again, all part of Batman's plan. I, and then the plastic egg, which was also Plastic Man. That was just silly. Oh, my God. Yeah, that comes up here in a second. But it was funny. It was funny. So returning back to his home world. Uh, he learned of the rise of the dark multi- Michael learned of the rise of the dark multiverse, Dark Knight's Metal. So he met with Batman to discuss strategy, where Batman revealed a contained Plastic Man, believing now was the time to release him. First off, I want an explanation of how Holt Industries didn't just go belly up with him gone. Yeah, I was gonna bring um, that up. I also want an explanation of why in the fuck Plastic Man was contained in an egg. <laughs> Like yeah, we never the, really do get that, do we? Even after, even after Dark Knight, Dark the Dark Multiverse thing, we never get an explanation. He never talks about it. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, Plastic Man? I feel like that'd be traumatizing. Anybody seen O'Brien? He's celebrating Easter. What do you mean, Batman? He's in my bat cave. I have him in an egg. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, sure, yeah, <laughs> whatever, no, dude. Like, like, but that's the funniest part. Is so, he could have said that, and somebody go, haha, you're funny, Batman. Yeah. And then they're like, wait a minute. Batman, Batman is funny. Jokes. Fuck no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ruth. <laughs> so, oh, God. Mr. Also, I have to say, Mr. Terrific, no powers, right? No. None. Yeah. He's only, all he does is use tech and the T spheres, which if you tell me they're stupid, you are wrong. Because <laughs> these things can do whatever the fuck he wants them to. I've watched Justice League versus the Fa- Fatal Five, which is just um, the Justice League Unlimited Justice League. For the most part, mm-hmm. plus um, Starboy versus the Fatal Five from the from the Legion of Superheroes. Right. I like, and it's the same voice act- actors too. Like Mr. Terrific, 
blocks an atomic. I think he blocks an atomic axe by using his T spheres to shield him. Jesus, really? Yeah, and I'm like, there's no way the atomic axe should not be able to cut through your T spheres, and yet they, he didn't. Like, I don't understand because that the atomic axe can cut an atom if Persuader felt like it. Yeah. No, blocked it. Can't, can't like, come what? through the T spheres. <laughs> I love. I love like. There's plot armor, and then there's just, like, unexplainable, invincible superhero gadgets. And I feel like they're, like... Mr. Terrific? I was about to say, like, when you talk about Batman and Mr. Terrific, it's basically them. I don't... There's something about it, like... Plot armor is one thing. It can be overused. But because it's, like, a crazy superhero gadget, for whatever reason, I believe that more than the plot armor sometimes? I don't know. It's just, like... For for whatever reason, if you can give me like a shitty science explanation, I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, I'm cool with this. Meanwhile, I mean, listen, Batman it, falls like from twelve stories up and grabs like the thirteenth gargoyle with his arm after being lacerated in several places and is fine. And I'm like, this seems ridiculous, even though he's proved his physical prowess over years of comic books. But a little spear can block the atomic axe, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, Mr. Terrific made it, and he's probably got all sorts of like crazy metals. So yeah, this makes sense. You know, it's yeah, just like. <laughs> It, no, if he told me it was made standard. out of nth, if he told me it was made out of nth metal, I'd believe him. Yeah, I would too. And, and I would just be like, all right. Now, if he said element X, I might go, hold on a second. There's no way you made that shit out of out of wish metal. Yeah. No, I think nth metal would make more sense. Yeah, the element X is basically just you have it, make a wish. Yeah. <laughs> it will rewrite reality for you. <laughs> um, so, Mister Terrific things. rescues the Gotham Resistance, Damian. Damian Wayne Robin, Nightwing, some members Harley of the, Quinn, of the Su- Suicide Squad. I think Oliver Queen's in there, too. And Green Arrow. Um, you know, he rescued them from the Dark Knights, mostly from Batman Who Laughs and the Arkham uh, the Arkham inmates that he basically gave nth, nth wish metal, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, I mean, like, there's nth metal, and then there's Element X, and I don't know, I don't fully know the difference, but it's it's pretty cool. I mean, so then, you kind of explained it, so... Yeah, but, it, but then it, I think Nth Metal is... I don't know. Anyway, um, so Michael and Hal Jordan went to Thanagar, to home of the of the of Hawkman, Hawkwoman. Mm-hmm. I think of their, one of their first lives, uh, to get more Nth Metal to stop the invasion, and they were captured... Um, they weren't captured by Starro. They weren't? No, they were captured by this. So I forget his name, but he's some other Hawkman villain, and he's and he just wanted to rule the planet. Oh, uh, I might I mean, have been Star, going Star, like, I think Starro might have been involved Starro. somehow. Sorry, Starro might have been involved somehow, um, because that's how we end up with Jaro, who is the best uh, Robin. Yeah. Fight me. Yeah. Um, but then no. anyway, they, they were free, yeah they were freed by freed by Martian Manhunter. That is after, correct. De- after his dealings with the Dark Multiverse, Michael Holt uh returned to what he thought was his company only to be found out to find out that it was bought by Simon Stagg, if the industry m- m- mogul. Simon Stagg sucks. He's a douche. He's a big douche. Think Obadiah Stane, but worse. And with yeah. hair. And he looks like a Nazi. Well, he, uh, I was going to say he looks like Nazi Heihachi, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got shit. Like, Heihachi has, like, the Wolverine-ish style hair straight. Yeah, he, he does kind of have weird like hair wavy. going on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Stags is, like, wavy. That's why he's shitty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so upon returning to the building, he discovered that Stag had authorized experimentation on Metamorpho, um, forcing him to transform himself into Nth Metal, which... Is not an easy process, and also, 
I would say next to impossible yeah. to be nth metal. Because that's something straight from the Dark Multiverse. And I think Element X is supposed to be its opposite. But still, like, Equally it's difficult. Right. Be both. Yes. And then in order to have a... So Metamorphor was trying to be turned into nth metal to have a contingency plan for the Dark Multiverse. So, uh, but upon successfully transforming himself, it created a portal to the Dark Multiverse, which pulled Metamorpho, Mr. Terrific, and Plastic Man. And I forget why Plastic Man was there, but... Plastic Man, I think at this point, Plastic Man does get released with Mr. Terrific and Batman in the Batcave, and Plastic Man follows Mr. Terrific to um, Holt Industries because they figure out that Stag's up to something weird. And he's like, you need to help me stop this guy. And so Mr. Plastic goes with him, and they all three of them get sucked in. Stag somehow stays in the universe and doesn't manage to get pulled in by this immeasurably powerful rift, but the three of them get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to make mention, Mr. Terrific is part of the totality. Yeah. Which, That's if you don't know point. what that we is, should mention that. <laughs> yes, it's a collection of Earth's greatest minds, both heroes and villains, dedicated to protecting the world from threats in the wider omniverse. Mm-hmm. maintaining the integrity of reality so ba- because the dc multiverse is now basically the dc omniverse in some way shape or form which makes no sense we're not going to get into it yeah um this is a team comprised of uh lex luther mr terrific talia al ghul vandal savage as well as former members hot girl alan sky green lantern and martian manhunter so lots of smart people Lots of smart, and again, these are people who it's like, yes, they are. Some of them are also villains. However, they understand. Yeah, they understand that survival is necessary. Exactly. Like, and that's why they're kind Which of is literally uh, all Lex and Talia do. So I also go. have I also have their reasonings for joining, and I've I really want to read them real quick. Oh, let and me I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna end them on Mr. Terrific. So Talia Al Ghul believes that her son's choice to turn his back on her and join his father is a result of changes to the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> that's some next level delusion right there yes uh, holy lex hell L- lex luther joined to prove he is smarter than mr terrific okay that sounds right hawk girl does not give her reason her reasons are private yeah Tracks. uh I, I don't know why martian manhunter joined i don't know why uh alan scott joined um vandal savage joined out of boredom <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> uh and mr terrific joined to ensure uh, a more just multiverse and to stop Lex Luthor when he inevitably turns on the group. <laughs> yeah, smart. <laughs> like, thank he's you. Not stupid. I was like, how does nobody realize what Lex is doing? Okay, thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my god. Um, Alexander Cuck Luther. Jesus Christ. Right. Also, he's part of the Tea Council. Okay. You want me All to right. read off these people? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Um, Ray Troy the Atom. Okay. Ted Cord Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle. Both of them. Okay. Yes. Uh, these are probably characters you might not know. Shay Veritas. Okay. Um, she helped the the super people, the supers, uh, Superman and Supergirl. Uh, Tesla Strong, Thomas Strong. I know Thomas Strong. Uh, yeah. Tesla is his daughter, I believe. Okay. Um, yes. Uh. Silas Stone was a oh. was a member, as well as Manbat. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because he's a genius. If you think about it. Yeah, I guess. Um, genius at everything except himself. Yes. Well, apparently, well, that's why I said former members. 
Yeah. That's and apparently, hold on, one of their enemies is the stag circle. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Wait, I love that. <laughs> we got the tea council and the stag circle. Like somebody, <laughs> Simon made the stag circle, and Mr. Triptych was like, "Fuck, I really need a club too, guys. Come here, hold on, we're gonna have our first <laughs> no, meeting think, right I, now." I think if anything, they invited him. Yeah, that's maybe. But it's really, it's really funny. So like, <laughs> Mr. Terrific is not somebody to sneeze at. No. And and also, and I and I don't and I'm looking at looking at a recommendation right now. You don't have this, and that's totally fine. Mm. Read Strange Adventures by who made the Mr. Miracle? Tom King, I think, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So um, read that Strange Adventures by by uh Tom King. I'm or. It's either that one or the Mr. Miracle one. I can't remember, but he, long and short of it, some ladies being rude, and I think hit him, so he mm-hmm. hit back, mm-hmm. and so and she went, "You can't hit me, I'm a woman." He's like, "Says fair play for a reason." <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's like, "I'm not taking shit." Gotcha. Uh, he didn't hit her first, I don't believe, but even if he did, it's like fair play. The hammer of justice is unisex. Yes, I remember I that it. line from, from, uh, I love from it. Uh, freaking Batman Brave of the Bold. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> Stupid. You wouldn't hit a lady, would you? First up, this is a lady with a very masculine face. And by masculine face, I mean like five o'clock shadow masculine. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like, what? Yeah, th- these are some Z-listers he was fighting in that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still really funny, though. Baby face. <laughs> All right. So now <laughs> moving we- on. Now that we've birdwalked a little bit, let's bring it back. So just bring it we're back gonna, to, Ter- to Terrence Sloan. We're going to jump up a little bit. Yeah, so this different version of Mr. Terrific, he's known as Mr. Zero Eight. Um, I would have just called him Mr. O Eight. Yeah, I think there's a distinction for it being Zero Eight, and there's a reason that he's called himself that, and it's because he wants to stand for being the eighth, un- eighth wonder of the world, um, which is just like, oof. So, well, because it, it, this is from Earth. I'm, getting ahead of you and i'm and i apologize no you're good this is from earth 2 and mm-hmm. they're not called the justice league they're called the wonders of the world yeah because they are if you really think about it the super people are they're like yeah they are they're wonders of the, like especially first off especially batman standing up mm-hmm. being at these this level standing with essentially gods yeah like yes super so these are wonders of the world there's a wonder yeah but this version of Mr. Terrific, he's a little bit more dogmatic. He's a little bit more full of himself. Um, mm. He is called Terrence Sloan, and he was a government research scientist before his planet was attacked by Steppenwolf. And when he joins the battles on the front line is when he sort of gets the alias Mr. Zero Eight. Um, and he's researching ways of a counterattack against Steppenwolf after the initial, initial conflict. So Steppenwolf attacks in kind of like waves. The first time he attacks... Um, happens, and then after that, Mr. Zero which, Eight is working on ways to sort of, like, prevent it from happening again. Go ahead, Which buddy. is also funny because we don't technically see the first couple of waves. We see, like, we... Earth... New 52 Earth 2 basically starts off with killing most, if not all, of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. You don't see that we get... You get told that stuff from flashbacks because right. we have the new... Not the Justice League, but you have the Justice Society of America, the one where people got upset about that version of Jake Eric because it wasn't the Jake Eric they all knew and love, which is mm-hmm. fine. Again, New 52 had some fuck-ups, but this one I think was a cool... I think this was a cool story. It just should not have been called Earth 2. Yeah. That's it. That's my thing. But 
Yeah, like you, we start off. I remember reading it, and it's like, like issue one, Superman gets killed, Wonder Woman gets killed, Batwoman blows himself up mm-hmm. to save people. Like, I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> so then we get I told. Two seconds of, like, went to shit. Yeah, we get told like of these waves that happened in the past by uh, people who survived it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. which is interesting. Always a fun way to tell the story. Uh, but after researching, like I said, he received visions of a Doomsday-esque future, and it kind of puts him in a MCU Tony Stark, Age of Ultron type mood. So he is working to prevent such a future and back on the front lines after the next attack. And because he still has this fresh in his mind, he destroys an alien device and the resulting explosion destroys four separate nations on Earth 2. And after this, Sloan goes AWOL, <laughs> rightly so. Yeah. And there's not really Wait, much knowing about like, where he goes. But yeah, he, he fucks up pretty bad. I mean, he does it for good intention, but the collateral damage is significant. You're right. But also, what did he blow? Did he blow up a mother box? I don't believe it. It might have been a mother box. I'm not a entirely box, sure. Whatever the heck calling them. It may have been one of the boxes, especially since Steppenwolf is involved. But um, it was undetermined from the research that I found. So, Terry, buddy, Sloan. Terry, fuck? just don't shoot alien shit, right? So I think <laughs> hello. The in- <laughs> the initial sort of like doomsday esque future that he was working to prevent, he kind of starts um, out of fear, and so once again, I mean, they- not really not really known where he goes or what he does after he disappears after the explosion. The only thing that is known is that he may have been preparing for what he still believes is the onset of the doomsday future or what he calls at one point an age of new wonders, um, which once again, isn't really sure what that means, but he sort of loses it a little bit. You know, he doesn't like go fully off the rails, but it's definitely enough to like cause him to just like sort of like disassociate and leave everybody for a while. And then eventually our Mr. Terrific lands, uh, in Earth 2, and Mr. Zero Eight kidnaps him because he thinks that his arrival would also bring about the future that he envisioned, right? So anything that's sort of extraterrestrial or unexplainable, he's like, this will bring about the end of the world. I need to stop this type thing. And during an attack on Washington, D.C. by Solomon Grundy, this is the next time that Mr. Zero Eight is seen. Uh, he's seen its central command of the World Army, apparently hired as an advisor by the World Council. And he orders that three nukes be dropped on Washington in order to stop Grundy, which is like way overkill. But he was met with objections. However, eventually the nukes are end up being deployed. Thankfully, they're chucked into space by Green Lantern. And the last time he is seen is when he takes the body of Red Tornado to the Wonders Initiative facility to try and make it work. That is the last time we have seen Mr. Zero Eight. So there's not... An extensive history on him. He's not super different or wild, but his story has an interesting twist to it. And he's not as involved in it as you would think he would be. But once again, he seems like a character that they might be saving. Um, we will see if we encounter him again in the future. Uh, I well, think it could be potentially an interesting arc as long as it's not overdone. But I don't know. We'll I think see. the last time I remember seeing him, I personally remember seeing him. Mm-hmm. He basically had set up a contingency plan with alternate reality versions of himself to send arcs to Earth Two to um, send to to save the people of Earth 
after Apocalypse comes to take, after Darkseid comes to take that Earth, mm-hmm. as it was given to him as a peace offering by High Father, which shows you how above people they are. Yeah. Um, and also, they, um, that was the last I remember seeing of him. And then they did the whole um, convergence event, which wasn't, again, wasn't great. And then they had, yeah. And then they had a, a reboot, not a reboot, but like a continuation where they, because after the end of Convergence, they basically got a new Earth, but it was like a new Earth, as in fresh, mm-hmm. as in there's there's no cities, there's no nothing. The they last time I start a new, or there were there were, and then they got a little bit of they had to work for it basically, right? Like it was like it was still a little overgrown, but mm-hmm. like this again, this is a world where <laughs> where Thomas Wayne. Batman never where Thomas Wayne was also became Batman after Bruce Wayne died but he never he but Thomas Wayne this isn't also a flashpoint he just didn't die mm-hmm. he went into hiding um red arrow there was a second red arrow and it was Oliver Queen Jeez. for some reason red arrow 1 was his was Connor Hawk mm-hmm. Superman Valzad same earth right like the yeah, earth 2 is like, weird Earth Two is weird, but also pretty cool. This is this is also an Earth where Jimmy Olsen gets powers. Oh, that's right. Because because he became a new god. I forgot about that. He was merged with two mother boxes, so now he's Doctor Impossible. <laughs> it's a stupid name, but yeah, it's stupid. But gotta love that Jimmy got on the roster eventually. Right. Speaking of funny funny stuff, um, and rosters. Yes. What if DC copied the Fantastic Four? Now here's what. Now hold on. I'm sh- you're probably you're saying you're you're probably yelling at me, but Zach, they've probably done that. You're right. Guess what? They did it again, and they did it more <laughs> recently. And honestly, I love this. I like really? this sometimes better than I like the current Fantastic Four. By current, Ooh. I mean comics, because I'll be honest, it's no longer the Fantastic Four. Stop calling yourself the Four. You got yeah. you got Franklin, you got Valeria, you have Ben's Cree and Skrull adopted children now. Yeah. You have the just call yourself the Future Foundation. I don't like you still have that. Mm-hmm. And the Future Foundation is the kids, isn't it? It's not even a like genius adults. It's the smartest kids on the planet. <laughs> Other than uh, Moon Girl, I don't think she's a part of it. I don't remember. But anyway, like, stop calling yourself Fantastic Four. Reed, please be a better husband. I love you, my guy. Mm-hmm. But we have two of you running around the universe right now. We got you, and we got freaking um, the maker. Be better than that. Be better than that guy, please. Yeah. So, but this is the Terrifics. Yes, this is also stuff a uh, fallout of Dark Knights, the Dark Knights Metal event, alongside Sideways and Damage and uh, or Dam- Rampage. I forget his name and the Silencer and the Immortal Men and blah blah blah. I like Some what they way, tried to do with Sideways. Sideways was basically DC Spider-Man, and I liked it. Yeah, it's good I for think the it's time. like that. Him and the Terrifics are like the only two out of all the stuff they made from Dark Knight's Metal that I remember continuing. I don't. Yeah. I think the Moto Man had one volume. The Unexpectables had one volume. Silencer, I don't remember continuing. Yeah, he went. He like so, literally so just she, became silent. If she if she if she became if she was still going. I just didn't find her interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, she she's an assassin and her power is to silence her in his fear. Great. I could care less. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. And while you're trying to be a mom, 
uh, heard that a thousand times. So anyway, yeah. the team of this team of multiverse explorers was, uh, was first formed when Mr. Terrific, Metamorpho, and Plastic Man were pulled into that portal we mentioned into the dark multiverse thanks to Simon Stagg being a dumbass. Yeah. So the team consists of the former three that we mentioned, as well as Phantom Girl, who, yes, should be part of the Legion of Superheroes, but I don't remember if she still was, and if she was, whatever. Time travel, we're not going to talk about it. No. Um, who has the powers of intangibility and phasing, thanks to her. Good big... luck on this one. <laughs> Good lord. I know she said <laughs> it before. Big, hold on. Zictalian? Yeah, it, she's from like a... Like, it's B-G-Z. It's three very hard consonants right next to one another, so it's not it's not easy to pronounce. Yeah, so she's actually from... It's, I think it's uh, Big Still. Big Still? Big Still? Okay. Uh, Big Still is how you say her home planet, which is a... um. So Big Stallion, then. Yeah, it's like... Okay. It's a planet that exists in, the exa- in exactly the same space as Earth, only in another dimension. So it's like a pocket dimension Earth, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's why she can, um, oh, it's not, okay, I'm, okay, hold on, I just corrected myself. I'm not, okay, Phantom Girl is Linya Wazo. The Phantom Girl from the Legion of Superheroes is Tinya Wazo, who's mm-hmm. her descendant. So I'm, I'm good, I'm correct. Um, <laughs> listen, when you, when you change a whole character, it bothers me sometimes. Fair. Uh, but anyway, she's from Bigstall. So pocket dimension Earth, mm-hmm. uh, which she they can normally become intangible in phase, I guess. Very on uh, Yes, they also have a reserve of reserve members. Element Dog is a dog who is exposed to the orb of Ra and cannot transform his body into any element, state, or substance, just like Metamorpho, mm-hmm. just like Element Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look too far into Element Girl san- uh, Vertigo because that's sad. Uh, and Mrs. Terrific or Miss Terrific. Mrs. Miss. It would be Miss because oh. at this point he would be dead. Right. So Miss Terrific, the wife of Michael Holt from Earth 23, but she can also fly, has a sword that can cut through time and can break the fourth wall apparently, and also Offspring, the son of Plastic Man, who has the exact same powers as his dad. So uh, I don't know why his na- just know- as obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why his name is Offspring, but whatever. It's so weird. Like, why couldn't you call yourself like? Uh... I don't know, Play-Doh's son or something. Like, at least make yeah. yourself kind of funny. Like, he's called Offspring, and he's just obnoxious. Like, right. He's worse than his dad. He's worse than his dad. Thank you. I was going to say it, but you said it for me. But I still like him sometimes. Yeah, he has his moments, just like Plastic Man. Them. Yes. So, after Plastic Man, Metamorpho, Mr. Terrific, uh, failed to stop Stag from opening the portal, they found themselves on a lifeless world where Phantom Girl was found. She mentioned she had been in an intangible state since she was a child and had no idea she was sending a signal. Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't a child. Child. Yeah. She was a child as we would understand it. Right. Um, since she was, since she basically got to the lifeless world, um, and <clears throat> which seemed to be what opened the portal in the first place. While exploring the world, the team found a computer in the gut of a giant robot carrying a hologram message from Tom Strong, another multiversal traveler, saying they they were needed to save the multiverse. I'm sure he said universe, but really multiverse. Mm-hmm. They were eventually able to make it back to the Prime Universe where Mr. Terrific attempted to venture out into the multiverse on his own to protect the others. However, 
He was unable to leave, and it was eventually revealed that the energy left over from the dark multiverse required them to stay within a certain distance of one another. So he, Mr. Terrific, worked out a deal with Stag to use his facility to research the unique problem. Okay, we didn't get too far into it, which is, I like that, Chris. It was good. Yeah, I, I didn't want to try and explain it. I do. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, because I read this and I love this. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, after, for a while, the team was a team out of necessity because mm-hmm. if they got too far from each other, they all would start to feel pain, right? And this this energy would build up inside them, which would cause them pain. And if they went too far, they all would explode. Yeah. And the four of them could exploding maybe could take out an entire planet. Mm-hmm. So they became basically the DC's Fantastic Four out of necessity. Yeah, Not out which of I think flux, is super funny. Which, yeah, which then eventually I think it got cured. And then it was like, I mean, I guess we could leave now. And then they probably did. And then they're like, nah, I like those guys. Yeah, they're, they're my family, you know. I think they couldn't get like it was from like a mile and a half from one another or something like that. So it wasn't a yeah. short distance. But at the same time, it's very well, difficult yeah, remember, to live like, your life like that. Right. Well, imagine like all of a sudden you're just like you're out and about doing your thing and one of you steps too far and then you all start feeling pain and it's like oh shit who's doing it right who's doing it and also what are you doing because yeah. you gotta think of, like think about that say chris say you and i were not allowed to go within a mile and a half of each other if you wanted to go somewhere i'd have to from wherever i am move in that direction so that way you can go to where you want to go like it'd be kind of inconvenient and vice versa yeah no it's incredibly inconvenient but it's i don't know as far as like caveats go it's one of the more creative ones i've seen dc do right i i and i and i like it again this is a good twist because the fantastic four was the first super family but that's because they liked each other yeah so dc was like what if we create one that doesn't like each other to start off um, to start off yeah now they're pals but yeah i think the terrifics have had what i don't even know how many vo- like oh like one volume so like i don't know how many books that is yeah but it's a pretty long volume honestly not, yeah, well, it's not even a volume. I think they had to, they had probably had to divide it into different mm-hmm. uh, actual physical volumes. Could be. From what I saw, there was, I don't know. I saw a lot of issues when I was doing research. So there's plenty of them out there. Yes, so please read. I So speaking Terri- of. Terrifics are worth it. They're worth yes, it. Yes, the terrifics are worth it. So speaking of those recommendations, Chris. All right. So if you want to read about the terrifics, like we said, you should. Want to read the Terrifics Volume 1, <laughs> Superman Giant Volume 1, Issues 3 to 16. That's where you're going to find a lot of them. If you would like to read about Mr. 08, you're going to want to find Earth 2, Volume 1, Earth 2, Society, Volume 1, Issues 1 to 7, and Earth 2, World's End, Volume 1. He's in sort of like dotted throughout all of those. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> if you want to read about Michael Holt, he's in quite a bit. So he is in Mr. Terrific, Volume 1. Justice League, Volume 4, Issues 1, 3, 9, 26, 30, 31, 36, and 37. Dark Knight's Death Metal, Volume 1, Issues 3, 5, 6, and 7. And Dark Knight's Metal, Volume 1, Issues 3 through 6, excuse me. And Earth 2, Volume 1, Issues 2 through 32. Earth 2 Society, Volume 1. And Earth 2 World's End, Volume 1. The Terrifics Volume 1, The Flash Volume 1, Issues 768 to 783. And finally, if you're looking for some OG, sort of off-the-wall, crazy sort of original comic books, you want to look for Terrence Sloan, the original Mr. Terrific, 
You're going to find him in All-Star Squadron, Volume 1, Issues 13, 31, 59, and 60. Sensation Comics, Volume 1. JSA Strange Adventures, Volume 1, which is what Zach mentioned earlier. Justice League of America, Volume 1, Issues 37, 38, 55, 56, 64, 65, 82, 83, 101, 102, 171, and 172. And finally, JSA Returns, All-Star Comics, Volume 1. One. Oh no, JSA of Strange Adventures, I think is a different thing, but oh my want to see Michael Holt in yes, Tom that's, King's I got confused. Michael Holt in Tom King's interpretation. Uh Tom King's I think it's it's um Strange Adventures, I believe. I don't remember seeing him in Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle was no, Mr. Miracle was fucking anyway, we've talked about that. It's but Mr. yes. Miracle. Okay. <laughs> Dark side is. Um <laughs> So, with that out of the way, I think, you know, that was a pretty good episode for somebody. Again, we've been now, I, and that's the thing, we have always been hitting unknown characters, but even then, like, now I think we're starting to truly get to the point of even our baseline, most people don't know who that is. Yeah, which is exciting, because at this point, it's kind of, you know, there was a lot of different versions that I was familiar with when I first started on this podcast, and now I think we're really getting deep into it, and it's exciting, because... I get to learn as well as appreciate a little bit more about characters like Mr. Terrific. You know, he was one of those that I didn't discover until a couple of years ago when I started like much more heavily reading DC. So it's nice to be able to talk about him and sort of like still discover new things about him too. I'm excited for this new phase of forgotten heroes. Yeah. I think, and like we're also, the, I think and we're not at the point where we had to start doing a bunch of people at the same time. Cause right. We hit the big names. There's still a couple we want to go over, but we're saving those. Exactly. Like, again, we've talked about Loki, we've talked about Thor, Batman, Superman. Like, then people you know, we are now truly yeah. getting into, you don't even know. Like, again, we've talked about, like, the Winter Soldier and, like, the White mm-hmm. Skull, because most people definitely don't know who the White Skull is. Yeah. Right? But we are now getting into even our baseline guy. A lot of a lot of people are going to go, who in the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah, this is when it starts to get weird. So if you're and still love, here, thank you. We yes. appreciate you along with us for the ride. And we, we hope that you enjoy all the weird the weird people that we uh, get to talk about. So mm-hmm. I gotta check on my T spheres. So I think we're gonna end it here. Join that us was next a time. Terrible <laughs> pun, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. I, I've got to go I'm check not... on my T-spheres. I thought you were going to turn it into something clever, like, oh, my T-spheres getting hot, like turn it into a drink or something. But you, no, I'm going to go check on my T-spheres. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Boomstick from Death Battle. I can't come up with these great <laughs> puns, all right? Uh, we all wish we could be. All right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. All right. You know, Chris has made me feel not so terrific, so I'm going to head out. You oh, know? there it is. There it is. <laughs> Much better. So. <laughs> it's all fair play, Zach. It's fine. Oh, okay. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just get up and leave. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, everybody. Oh, man. Right. Join us next time for another comic book character. <laughs> <laughs>